five lighters on my dresser. Yes, sir. You know I got to get paid. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show here on KALA HD2 106.1. This is Schistel Speak Sports, the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, and I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, September 21st, and it was a bit of a cooler day with some on and off rains and, mi- and mist mixed in around the Quad Cities and here on the campus of St. Ambrose University, so bit of a cooler day. Not too bad feeling, though. I mean, I was personally just in shorts and a t-shirt, and it still felt good, especially when it was just that mess. It kind of cooled everybody off a bit more when temperatures, I guess you could say, kind of spiked up on the day. But nevertheless, it was, it's was. it been a good week. Uh, it's been a very busy week for myself, and I know a lot of the people here that I have classes with or I'm friends with that I've been talking to a lot. And, I mean, sports themselves have been pretty busy this week. I'm going to be talking about that, obviously, here tonight. And I'm very excited for this episode. But before jumping into this episode, there is a bit of a disclaimer. I did this once or twice last year as well. This episode's thoughts and opinions are mine and mine only. Uh, They are not necessarily those of KALA Radio or St. Ambrose University or the other people that make up either one of those two. With that being said, SAU Sports are continuing to do their best to push forward during this fall semester, so it's time to just kind of jump into this week's show. Starting off this week, I'm going to be talking about the SAU golf team and the Bees Got Hot this past weekend. If you remember from last week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports, I talked about the SAU women's golf team coming in 7th last weekend and now having a bit of a break. As a reminder, the Bees women's golf team is not competing in any tournaments, classics, whatever you want to call them, until October 9th, a good break. And, you know, after coming in 7th, it's one of those breaks that are probably very well-deserved and probably a little bit needed because jumping straight into the season as early as they did in this year's school year, um, you know, obviously the members of the team, I'm sure, were practicing over summer and they came back, I'm sure, a little bit early to practice with their teammates and stuff like that. But having a nice little break is probably exactly what the doctor ordered for the women's golf team. Unlike the women's golf team, however, the Fighting Bees men were in action from the Meadows Golf Course from Asbury, Iowa for the Loris Golf Tri-State Classic. As a team, the Bees ended up placing in first, shooting a 32 over par as a team, a solid 8 strokes in front of the Tigers of Olivet Nazarene, who came in second. Although the Bees won the Classic as a team, they did not have a top three golfer individually, but did have four golfers in the top ten. The best golfer of the day was Owen Holtman, who tied for fourth at five over par. Dylan McAleer was right behind Holtman, coming in sixth at six over. After that, Jacob Rude placed eighth and ninth, placed eighth at nine over, pardon me, and Carson Theis wrapped up the top ten at number ten with a 12-over par day. So, overall, not a obviously not a bad round individually. Um, you know, obviously, McLear is in sixth right behind Holtman because there was a tie for fourth. So, if there were to have been a tiebreaker, either Holtman or a member of the golf team from another school would have taken fifth place. But, you know, when you have four golfers in the top ten, you're doing something right, and obviously that helps when... You place first as a team, and it's not 
the first time the Bees have placed first. Um, I mean, it is for this year, but it's not the first time. They did it a bunch last year. And even looking at how their season has gone so far this year, in the Highland Championships, they placed third. At the Mount Mercy Fall Invitational, they placed fourth. And at the Loris uh, Golf Tri-State Classic, they placed first. So the Bees have not left the top five yet in terms of just overall really good golf. And if you're going to be able to stick around and maybe even just stay in the top three for you know the foreseeable future, I think that's great golf being played. And I think it's one of those things where it's a momentum boost, especially as you head further and deeper into the fall season. And then when you turn around and start it up again in spring for the spring season, you have to remember then like, hey, we played very good golf in fall. Let's see how that transitions into this new year. And I think that that transition would not be bad at all for this men's golf team. Uh, The top golfer of the Classic individually was Brando Signorini of Olivet Nazarene at one over par. A very good day for Brando. Um, You know, again, it's one of those things where even for Olivet's golfer, one over par is very good golf. At least very good golf for me. I'm not that good, but I don't know. I mean, I think this men's golf team kind of went out and proved to themselves and probably proved to other teams that they're just as good as they were last year, and that's not a shocker to me at first. Uh, again, I mean, this was a huge first-place finish for the Bees. They started the season out hot with the top-three finish, had a bis- bit of a disappointing second, and then they showed they're not to be messed around with. I mean, I think it was a statement first-place finish for the Bees and one that they'll carry into their next tournament with them. And I say it's a statement because, well— I mean, let's really think about this realistically. You finished almost double-digit strokes in front of the rest of the field. That's great. You know, there are a lot of these golf tournaments where the first-place team is only ahead by two, three, four strokes, and it's narrow. But if the Bees are able to win by almost double-digit strokes, I mean, obviously they were only at eight, but it's it's a tone setter, and it lets teams uh, in the conference know. It lets teams just from around the area know that the Bees will not be messed with. Up next for the men's golf team, it's the NAIA Midwest Invitational from TPC Deer Run. That event will take place on Monday the 25th and Tuesday the 26th. This is also a big event for the Bees as they will get to see how the team matches up against others from the entire region of the Midwest. Good luck to the Fighting Bees as they get set for that tournament and keep the hot season rolling. I'll have more on that tournament next week and for the women's team, for the women's team, pardon me, Keep enjoying the much-deserved time off. Now it's time to look at SAU soccer, and in men's soccer action, the Bees had one game this week. Last night, the team traveled to Bourbon A, Illinois, for a matchup with number 25 Olivet Nazarene. In this game, the Fighting Bees got throttled by the Tigers 5-0. The Tigers would score two in the first half and then three in the second, with five different players scoring for the Tigers. With that finish, the Bees moved their overall record to zero wins, three losses, and two ties on the year, and their conference record now sits at 0-1. With this men's soccer team, it's it's very interesting because like you look at the last game. Yes, they played a ranked opponent, and obviously, if Olivet Nazarene is ranked, they're ranked for a reason. They're a very good team. But a lot of these games, or really every single game that the Bees have lost, have not been close. I mean, you've got at Upper Iowa, 5-1, to one, versus Mount Mercy, 8 to nothing, And then, obviously, Olivet Nazarene, 5-0. And, oh, and actually, Olivet got 
for some reason, even though they won by five goals, they are now unranked. They're just receiving votes. And then the ties, I mean, it's 1-1, 2-2. But I don't know. I mean, this men's golf team, you've got to hope, turns it around soon because this is, I would say, a bit of a disappointing season to start off with, um, playing your first five games and not being able to win any of them. And even looking back to last year, they were 5-10-2 and two, and then 2 10 I'm sorry, yeah, 5-10-2, and two, and then 2-10-1 and one in the conference. So you would hope that the Bees can turn it around fast and, you know, kind of start making a statement, winning some games, getting hot, especially as now that they're really in the thick of, um, really in the thick of the conference play. It's just one of those things that you would really hope that they can turn it around and win a few games. So now we turn our attention to the women's soccer team who was also in action this week playing two games. In the first of the two games, the Bees took on Indiana South Bend from Lakeville, Indiana. The final game of this week went in favor of the Bees as they went as they win 6 to nothing. Kendall Went got scoring going in the second minute and then Caitlin Brunson tacked on a second goal for the Bees in the ninth minute. At the half, the score was 3 to nothing as Jenna Horse would net an 18th-minute goal. Now in the second half of that game against Indiana South Bend, Caitlin Brunson would score her second goal of the game, followed up by goals from both Mia Hefner and Lauren Bendel. In the second game of this week, it was a 1-0 loss to number 19 Olivet Nazarene at the Tigers' place. Olivet's Taylor Boss would score in the 39th minute, and the game would be in a stalemate from then on. The women's team now sits at 3-4 and four overall and 1-1 one and one in conference. So 3-4 and four overall, I'm not worried at all. I think this women's soccer team is much better than the record would show right now, as a lot of their losses have been close. I mean, the biggest margin is three goals, and I know in soccer that is a bit of a margin, but... This team, I think, could be very good. I mean, looking at their home-away neutral breakdowns, they're 0-1 at home, but only one game can't prove much. They're 2-3 on the road, so yes, they have a losing record on the road, but once again, I mean, they are right there at being 500, and then they're 1-0 at neutral sites. So I'm not worried at all about this woman's team and how they're competing because I think they're going to be just fine. Even looking at last year, I mean, they were 13-4-3 overall and then 10-1-2 in the conference. So this is a very good women's soccer team. And they have a lot of returners, a lot of young players who, you know, maybe are just upperclassmen now and are still uh, underclassmen that can really play just extremely good soccer. So now looking ahead, both teams will take on St. Xavier on Saturday with one game being played at 11 a.m. and the other game at 2.30. That 11 a.m. game is the men's team, and then the 2.30 is the women's. Then the men will take on Judson Tuesday at 5 o'clock p.m., and the women's team will also take on Judson, but this time it'll be Wednesday at 6 o'clock. All four of those games will be played at the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex, so the Bees will be home all week. And for those wondering, the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex is just a few blocks off of St. Ambrose University's campus. Um, You know, I'm actually going to probably try to get to a couple of those games. The men's, or not the men's team, but the football team 
has a game on Saturday. So maybe I'll go up there, try to catch some of the men's soccer team before the football game starts. And then obviously the women's team will be in play during the football game. But who knows? Maybe I'll even be able to catch the tail end of that game. The next sport I have to talk about, and it'll be the last sport before the commercial break, is the tennis programs here at SAU. The men's tennis team played one match this week, taking on Grandview in Iowa City. Although there is no box score posted, I can say that the Bees fell by a score of 5-2. to two. Now sitting with a record of 2-2 two and two on the year, the Bees will take on Cornell Saturday at 11 a.m. from Davenport West High School. 2-2 two and two for the men's tennis team is not too bad at all. I mean, obviously you'd like to be above 500, but the men's tennis team will be opening up conference play eventually. I think it's, yeah, it's more of a um, spring sport that will be in conference play. But looking at the team last year, they were 10-13, and 13, so not awful. They were 2-4 and four in the conference. You'd like to see that be better. But this is a team that, you know, you would obviously just like to see win a bit more than they did last year. And 2-2, two and two, like I said, not awful, not great, though, to wear. They can definitely go either way. Now, for the women's tennis team, the Bees had a game this past week, but it was actually canceled. So the Bees are still sitting at 0-3, and they will be playing tomorrow at 3.30 against Truman State here in Davenport. After that, it's a matchup with Illinois College at 4.30 Wednesday from Jacksonville, Illinois. So 0-3, again, not too much to where you'd need to be super concerned. But at the same time, the fall season is quickly going to be wrapped up here. They only have three more matches, the women's team does, until the fall season is over. And looking at their season from last year, it wasn't great. 7-17 uh, and 17 overall, so 10 games below 500. And then in the conference, they were also 2-4. and four. So you'd like to see their numbers get picked up. And if they're going to do it, I would say you got to at least win two of the next three here in the, in the fall semester. That way you can kind of turn it around and uh, divert your attention to the upcoming spring season for women's tennis. But again, like there's not the most amount of concern quite yet. So that is going to do it for the first half of tonight's episode of Schistel Speak Sports. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. After this quick commercial slash halftime break, the main talking points will be the improving season for the women's volleyball team and the continuing struggles of St. Ambrose football. Don't touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday evening. This is Schistel Speak Sports on KLA HD2 106.1. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Can you hear us now? Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. A public service message from your community radio station, KALA Davenport, and the St. Ambrose University Amateur Radio Club, K-Zero-S-A-U. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. 
you notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you, and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. My mom thinks chat rooms can be so dangerous. My mom too, but what do moms know? Yeah, my mom thinks I'm gonna meet up with some weirdo who's gonna like, molest me or something. Moms are so uncool. Yeah, we're like best friends already. We have so much in common. Sports, video games, lots of stuff. So why don't we meet up at the arcade? I'll bring lots of change. Cool. Let's meet at the food court and wear our baseball caps backwards so we recognize each other. I'm not telling my folks. Me neither. Meet me at noon. McGruff, the crime dog here. When your kids chat online, they have no idea who they're talking to. Warn them that predators surf the internet looking for young victims. Be your kid's safety net on the internet. Tell them to get your permission before entering a chat room or giving out any information. Tell them to never meet anyone without taking you along. For more tips, visit McGruff.org. An important announcement from the U.S. Department of Justice, the Crime Prevention Coalition of America, and the National Crime Prevention Council. Got my toes in the water, ass in the sand Not a worry in the world, a cold beer in my hand Life is good today, life is good today Your station for St. Ambrose University Sports K-A-L-A Davenport Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of K-A-L-A HD2 106.1. This is the back half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speaks Sports. And as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. In the first half of tonight's episode, I gave an update on the seasons for SAU soccer, golf, and tennis for both the men's and women's side of things. Now, in the second half of this week's episode, it'll be the women's volleyball season as they continue to improve and the continuing struggles of the St. Ambrose University football program. Let's kick things off on the volleyball court for the women's volleyball team. What a wild start to the women's volleyball season it's been. In the past two weeks, the Bees have played a dozen games. This past week, however, it slowed down as the Bees only had one match against Governor State. After taking games 1 and 2 by scores of 25-16 to 16 each, the Bees dropped Game 3 and Game 4 by scores of 25-19 to 19 and 25-22. to 22. In the pivotal Game 5, the Bees would win 15-9, to 9, solidifying the win in the match. The women's team is now 9-8 overall and, sit fourth and, and, and now sit in 4th place of the CCAC with a record of 3-1, just a game back from the leaders in Judson. This week, the Bees take on the St. Xavier Cougars on Tuesday at 7 o'clock p.m. from Lee Loman Arena 
and take on Olivet Nazarene on Thursday at 7 o'clock p.m. from the McHigh Arena. I'll have scores and stats from both of those matches against St. X. Or I'm sorry, I'll have the scores and stats from the match against St. X, but will not have anything for the Olivet game until the following week because that game, or I'm sorry, that match will be played at about the time that this show wraps up next week. So there's almost no possible way for me to have anything from that one. Now, just taking a bit of a look at this women's volleyball team. It's been, like I said, just a wild season. They started out with, really, it felt like no breaks. And, I mean, obviously they did get breaks, and I want to say eight of the matches they've played came from tournaments over weekends, stuff like that. But still, 17 matches in the short time frame they've played. I mean, they started in late August, and now I know we're in middle to late September, so it's been about a month, but they have played a lot of volleyball, and they've played a lot of good volleyball. A lot of the losses that the Bees have are very close matches, and, you know, you look, if you just look at the numbers, yes, they've lost 3 to nothing. They've lost 3-1, to one, but in those matches, all the games have been very close. There have only really been a couple of games within matches that it hasn't looked the prettiest for the Bees, and I will say this woman's team is very exciting. You know, they make the national tournament last year. There was a lot of buzz surrounding them coming into this season around St. Ambrose. And I think that they have stepped up to the court, to the serve line, I guess we'll just say. And they've answered the call. I mean, they've got a winning record. They're very well placed in the conference right now. And they've got two pretty tough opponents coming up in St. X and Olivet Nazarene. So I'm very excited to see how they just kind of continue to play in these matches for the next couple of weeks because even after these two, they've got a pretty good streak of having three of their four at home. If you include the games against St. X and Olivet, they've got four of six at home. So it's a good time for B's students and B's fans to come out to Lee Loman and really kind of check on the women's volleyball team. Now for St. Ambrose football, the struggles have continued as they fall to 0-4 on the year with last weekend's 28-14 loss at Siena Heights in Michigan. At the half, Siena was up 14-0, and then the Bees would put up a touchdown in both quarters 3-4. and four. But the Saints would put up 14 points in the third quarter to seal the deal, not scoring in the fourth. However, that is not the main storyline from the game. As many people know, quarterback Tom Casey has been out for the past two weeks now due to an injury. In the game against Siena Heights, Joey Sprinkle also got hurt, and it could be a lengthy injury just out of people that I've talked to telling me type of things like that, and a lot of those people that I talk to um, are familiar with the football team. So hopefully Joey's okay, hopefully he's doing better. Um, I'm not entirely sure if we'll be able to see him again this year. And if not, that would be very upsetting because Joey is a pretty good quarterback, all things considered, not looking at the records or anything like that. But, you know, he also just seems like a guy that could be a good leader for this team moving forward. Uh, Jake Ackman would step up, and he is actually currently listed as the starting quarterback for the Fighting Bees with Tom Casey listed as the backup, but I'm sure the hope would be you know, if Tom's not 100%, that he won't have to come into the game. Looking at Ackman, he is a junior quarterback 
who has had quite the career at St. Ambrose. I mean, looking at his numbers, I really wouldn't say that he's had a bad career for St. Ambrose. He faced an injury his freshman year. He's the same age as me, which was a pretty bad injury, but he's bounced back well. And the touchdown that he threw in last weekend's game was his first career touchdown on the varsity team. So it's very good to see that he's put up uh, his first. Also, running back Jeffrey Elms, who is a sophomore, got his first rushing touchdown on the varsity team. He's had a handful of carries week in and week out for the Fighting Bees, especially when Caden King and Nolan Bielskis need a bit of a break. So I'd like to see if, you know, possibly Elms gets a bit more touches. He led the team in touches uh, in last week's game. So it'll be very interesting to see how that goes. Um, I know looking a little bit more at Ackman, though, he was a state championship winning quarterback in high school out of Illinois. So, you know, he's he's got some accolades to his name in his, you know, life career. So we'll see if that can translate this week into getting the Bees their first win. Now, the Bees take on St. Francis, Indiana at 1 o'clock p.m. from Jack and Pat Bush Stadium. It's just the second home game the Bees have played this year. If the Bees want any shot of turning their season around this year, it feels like this is the week that they have to do it. St. Francis, Indiana is 0-2 on the year, and in the two games they've played, neither one has really ended with a final score that makes you think, like, all right, well, it was a very good game. I mean, their last game, uh, the Cougars of St. Francis, Indiana, lost by a score of 17 to nothing. So if they're putting a goose egg up on the board, if you're the Bees' defense, you've got to really strive to make sure that they put up another goose egg. Because looking at the Bees, they haven't been shut out once this year. They've come close a couple, or really once, against Wisconsin Stout for the home opener where they only put up seven points. But I I am very excited for this game this week. It's a matchup of two teams that haven't had a win. And as I've been doing my game notes for this week, it's actually pretty interesting. The Cougars head coach is now in his 43rd season as just a coach in general, and I want to say he's in his 14th season with the St. Francis Cougars, and I will say this coach has a very good resume. He's got a great win-to-loss ratio. Uh, I can't right now go back because the Wi-Fi on my computer is kind of shut off, so I can't really pull up the game notes on my computer that I still need to print out, but I will say he's a very good coach, so Going up against a team like the Bees, he could take advantage or the Bees could hand him another loss. So, for the Bees, it's been a while now since we saw one. Uh, the last Bees win was Week 5 last year against the Judson Eagles, in which they blew out Judson. I want to say the final score was 58-22, to and that game was way back on October 8, 2022, a.k.a. a whopping 348 days ago. It would be a real shame if this Bees team doesn't win this game. Um, you know, again, St. Francis hasn't won a game either, so it's it's one of those things where again, like I said, the Bees need to turn this season around and they got to turn around fast because they're going to really probably lose some fan interest if they can't win a game soon. They've got this game, they've got a game next week, and then they have two straight bye weeks to you know, really focus in because next week, not this upcoming game, but the week after, starts conference play. 
And after that two-week break, the first game back is the homecoming game. And you know, homecoming, people are going to come out. People are going to want to be excited for this game. But it'll be hard if, let's just say, the team is 0-6 heading into homecoming. Do I think the Bees will win one of these next two games? Yes. Do I think the Bees have a serious chance to win both of these next two games? I do. I'm going to be real, though. Like, play calling, coaches-wise, have to be executed well. The players on the field, they're going to have to execute the play calling. Turnovers is going to be a big thing for this game because the Bees defense, I think they need to be creating more turnovers. They need to be pressuring the quarterback a bit more up front. And I know it's one of those things where, hey, I'm just sitting behind a microphone calling the game and talking about it right now. I can't do what I'm saying the Bees need to do, but I think that the players on this team can. I think that, you know, these seniors that the Bees have on the team, for the most part, are very good leaders. I think that they could – it's a shame because I, a lot of the seniors on this team that I've had a chance to talk to within the past couple of years – they are all great guys, and you can tell that they want to turn things around so, so bad, and they've been trying to. That's the thing, and their record just doesn't really reflect that, but they definitely can. So, like I said, it's been quite a while since we've really seen a win from the Bees at 348 days, and really, since the 2017 season, that's as far back as I can go on the Athletics website, St. Ambrose has only had two winning football seasons. One of those seasons came way back in the 2018 season, and the other was the COVID spring year. And both of those, I want to say the spring year was 5-3, and three, and the 2018 season was 6-4. and four. So, you know, the Bees would have to win out to have a winning, to have a winning record this year. It's going to be very tough, and I don't know how really feasible it is for this year, but... Maybe next year for my senior year, a lot of the senior years of the guys on the team, they'll be able to have a winning record. But all you can do right now is look forward for the rest of the season. And like I said, St. Francis is a very good opportunity for the Bees to get their first win of the year. That is going to do it for this week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HG2 106.1. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. As always, past episodes of this program can be found on KALA streaming sites such as Spotify. Just look up Schistel Speak Sports. Good luck to the men's golf team, both the soccer teams and the football team as they play this week, as well as the women's volleyball team. Don't forget to tune in this Saturday just before the 1 o'clock kickoff for live coverage of the Fighting Bees football game here on KALA HD2. 106.1 or the Fighting Bee Network. If you want to watch it on the live stream, we will be having our audio on the live stream once again. For the women's golf team, keep enjoying some time off, and I'll be back next week at 6.30 p.m. for yet another episode. Once again, you've been listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HV2 106.1. I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and go Bees. Uh-